The American Heart Association has released a new guideline on special precautions that should be taken when resuscitating people in cardiac arrest with known or suspected COVID-19 coronavirus. Let's take a look at that now. The interim guidance, drawn mostly from CDC recommendations, focused on procedures that generate aerosols like CPR, endotracheal intubation, and non-invasive ventilation. And these pose an extra risk for transmitting the virus that causes COVID-19. The American Heart Association guidance divides care into two main areas, guide for pre-hospital care or arrival and care once the patient is in the hospital. Let's start with the guide for pre-hospital care. When COVID-19 is suspected in a patient needing emergency transport, pre-hospital care providers and healthcare facilities should be notified in advance that they may be caring for, transporting, or receiving a patient who may have COVID-19 infection. If dispatchers advise that COVID-19 is suspected, then emergency medical services personnel should follow the standard precautions, including the use of all personal protective equipment, which we know obviously is in short supply. Appropriate PPE during an aerosol-generating procedure includes respiratory protection, which is an N95, and similar respirators which are preferred, but face masks can be used if they're just not available. It also includes eye protection and a single pair of disposable gloves and, of course, gowns. Even if a patient has not been said to potentially have COVID-19, EMS workers should exercise appropriate precautions when responding to someone who has any kind of respiratory infection. The initial assessment should begin from a distance of at least six feet from the patient, if possible. Patient contact should be minimized to the extent possible until a face mask is on the patient. And that's according to the CDC, which is also endorsed by the American Heart Association. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Precautions related to EMS equipment and transport vehicle includes making sure that bag valve masks and other ventilatory equipment are equipped with HEPA filters. Opening the rear doors of a transport vehicle and activating the HVAC system during aerosol generating procedures should also be done. Not allowing family and friends to ride in the transport vehicle with a person with possible COVID is a must. Also, creating a negative pressure gradient in the patient area in the case where ventilation must be used and the vehicle does not have an isolated driver compartment. In this case, open the outside air vents in the driver area and turn on the rear exhaust ventilation fans to the highest setting in order to try to help the flow away from the driver. Now, once the patient is in the hospital, there are some protective measures which should be taken, of course. Airborne infection isolation rooms, or AIRs, are where aerosol-generating procedures like CPR should ideally be performed. There, the staff should have respiratory protection and the number of personnel present during the procedure should be limited to those who are essential for patient care and the procedural support. These rooms should be cleaned and disinfected following each procedure. 
These airborne infection isolation rooms, or AIRs, should be reserved for patients undergoing aerosol-generating procedures, not given just to patients who have known or suspected COVID-19. These latter patients should be cared for in a single-person room with the door closed, according to the CDC. Here is a clinical pearl. For patients with acute respiratory failure, the American Heart Association suggests proceeding directly to endotracheal intubation. Avoiding high-flow nasal oxygenation and mask continuous positive airway pressure, or CPAP, or BiPAP will help reduce aerosol generation. Rapid sequence intubation with the appropriate PPE is the preferred method of intubation. In general, aerosol-generating procedures like this bag valve mask, nebulizers, or non-invasive positive pressure ventilation should be avoided according to the recommendations attributed to the Anesthesia Patient Safety Foundation, the World Federation of Societies of Anesthesiologists, and now the American Heart Association. It's something that we may not have thought about. How do we actually resuscitate somebody who has COVID-19 and needs respiratory support? But this is actually now on the front line of people's minds because we have to practice medicine differently. So again, thanks for being part of our podcast family. We're trying to get the information out as quickly as possible and as it comes. So stay tuned to more episodes from Clinical Pearls. Stay healthy and we're wishing you all the best. The interim guidance can be found at cpr.heart.org slash resources for CPR training during COVID-19.